perspective. What came first? So take a minute, think about this, talk to the neighbor. Why would it make more sense to have mRNA uh, as the intermediary? And then write down your ideas, talk to the neighbor, and then I'm going to come around and over and get your accessible. But what's another reason why we'd have mRNA as an intermediary? Nobody? Oh, yes. Okay. Say it. the idea is DNA is a storage form of 
the information, and mRNA is the form you use. One gene at a time, rather than the whole thing, so it's easier, as your colleague in the front said. Does that make sense? Right. Now, the evolutionary reason. Does anyone know this? Which came first, DNA or RNA? RNA. RNA, so you guys know that. So, the main reason why we still have RNA is RNA is still the boss. DNA just works for RNA. RNA is the original, RNA is the boss. As we'll see, RNA is intimately involved with every single step of protein synthesis, and DNA is just doing one job, a very important one, which is to permanently store the information. Are we good? You can't get rid of the boss, right? Okay, good. So we did a little thinking here. Uh, that's what we want. sum that up for me? The ribose of RNA has plant compared to DNA. It has more oxygen. DNA is deoxyribose. There's one additional oxygen in RNA. What's the other big difference? Instead of styming, and the way you remember that is it's all about the U. Just play. Oh. <laughs> all right. RNA, it turns out, has something DNA doesn't. A complex shape, right? The shape of DNA is very regular and repeating. Just that double helix. RNA, because it's only one strand, yes, there is. Um, complementary base pair bonding with hydrogen bonds, but it happens by the, the single strand folding over on itself and hydrogen bonding to itself in the complementary sequences. So you get a definite shape, but a much more complex shape. So RNA can form an array of shapes, whereas DNA can only form a few. Are we good? And here's one example of the complex folding and uh, base pairing of RNA to make tRNA, and the shape gives it its specific function of bringing an amino acid to the growing, uh, to the ribosome, to, to the growing chain, and we'll see all that. You guys want to see a movie about the whole central dogma? Yeah. Yeah. protein? Yeah. Uh, I may have to fix this link. I don't think it works anymore. But I will make this available to you. But let's watch it. And please watch it. No shenanigans, all right? No text sheet, no nothing, all right? Let's, let's have a look. In order for our bodies to function, we make that available to you. Was that helpful? Now, and we're going to break that down. Obviously, you're not expected to learn it from this one exposure, but this is your overview of what we're now going to break down 
starting with Basics of it. This is what you need to know. RNA synthesis is called transcription because you're making a transcript of the DNA. You're copying the code really letter for letter, except that one letter is different. Um, what direction is RNA synthesized in? To the right. Five prime to three prime, just like DNA. <laughs> and so, how does RNA polymerase know to, to copy this strand, five prime to three prime, making the uh, messenger RNA five prime to three prime, rather than this strand? Shall we explore that question? All right, let's do it. RNA synthesis begins at the promoter sequence and uses the code of the blank strand of DNA, either five prime to three prime in red or three prime to five prime in green. And RNA is made blank, either five prime to three prime or three prime to five prime. And if you answer this correctly, you will now know how the strand to be copied is chosen. Well, let's do it. Uh, first I thought it was... We're on channel AC. First I thought it was But... They yeah, argue against each other. So A and B don't make sense. Yeah, they have to be on the
Watch this chugging along. That's your DNA being fed in and uh, the bubble uh, being separated, the proper strand being read, three prime to five prime, and then the messenger RNA, whichever RNA coming out to five. Are we good? Very calming. This has been very much slowed down compared to real life. Very much. suburban areas out of control. And they look good, they taste good, but if you eat them, you die. They produce one of the most toxic biomolecules known, alpha-amanitin. How that works is, notice that it's got a very sliver-like shape. That wedges itself in between several of the subunits of RNA polymerase and keeps this nanomachine from moving and working. And so, after you ate your delicious mushrooms that you gathered in the park, you feel great for a day or two. But then, as your RNA polymerase gets gummed up, you can't make RNA anymore, on the third day, suddenly and unexpectedly, you die. 
So, and there's nothing can be done because your RNA polymerase is essential. So, this is a problem, and you can read about it at David Getzel. Alright, so, how do we control this transcriptic process? How, what are the sites on the DNA that allow us to decide when to make, an, uh, when to turn on a gene and make that RNA and when to turn it off? Well, we've got uh, the main site is the promoter. So the promoter in eukaryotes is where the process starts. In prokaryotes, the operator is where the process starts. Good. Two different kinds of sites. We will study this one later. Then, in eukaryotes, there's another site distant from the gene called the enhancer that binds a special protein called the activator. This folds around and stabilizes RNA polymerases binding at the promoter. So in this view, because RNA polymerase is going to move off to the right, uh, is the enhancer upstream or downstream of the gene? It's upstream. And it could be fairly far away. That's what the dotted DNA refers to. But the DNA simply folds and moves this activator to stabilize the RNA polymerase. And then transcription starts right here. So the promoter sequence is or is not transcribed? Is or is not? No. It's not. Transcription begins after the promoter. And the terminator is the? The end. Good. So those two sites regulate where a gene begins, where transcription begins, how often it begins, and then where it ends. All right, so here's your chance to practice these concepts. Here's a drawing of uh, a DNA being opened up and transcribed into RNA. Uh, you can get some help with this at this site, and then you're going to answer these questions. Is this a prokaryote or a eukaryote? Has DNA replication already happened? And then label the DNA and the RNA as shown. Label the unique nitrogen base and label the crucial sites and the enzyme, okay? This will be your way of studying. And here it is, printed and do it. I know that's old fashioned. For some, you can just write right on the screen. Whatever, do with it. All right, and there are four kinds of transcripts, uh, four main kinds of transcripts that are produced. Your messenger RNA. That gives the message to make a, a polypeptide or a protein. The ribosomal RNA, which forms part of the? The ribosomal RNA, which forms part of the? 
got to get a doctor in here. I don't, I don't feel a pulse here. Come on now, please, help me out. The, the ribosomal RNA forms part of the? Okay. The tRNA brings an amino acid to the ribosome as specified by the mRNA code. And finally, there are regulatory RNAs. We already saw small nuclear snRNA that helps splice the untrans uh, the, the parts that won't be used of that RNA out. Um, we saw that in the movie. We'll study that. And then there are um, regulatory RNAs that regulate the, the process of making a protein called microRNAs and their friends, and we will look at those later. So this really shows that RNA is the boss. It's involved in every step. And you should be able to say what the function of each is in your own words. Right. Want to see a little movie about transcription? Yeah. Take a look. Now, this one is an attempt to show it more like it would really be. I like that little slow one that I showed you. Which end? Which end? 
what they are, you just have to be able to write that 